See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street. I look left and I look right, thinking, how can life be so nice again? La da da da, la da da da, la da da da, sing it, baby. La da da da, la da da da, la da da da, no, sing it, baby. All the things that we can be and all the things that we can see. All the things that we can be and all the things that we can see. You're listening to the Curse Cast with David Carl and RJ Montano. David and RJ will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at the Curse NM on Twitter, the Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at thecursenm at gmail.com. And now a part of the beautiful game network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017 the team, here's David and RJ with the Curse Cast. Into the Curse Cast. I'm RJ Montano alongside David Carl. David, we have a, another unique episode. How many times can we come up with a new type of episode for the Curse Cast? I think we're out. I think this is it. Uh, just you can unsubscribe after this. Uh, don't listen to us anymore. Uh, we're, we're pretty much done with new ideas. I mean, that was last week. After last week, it's going to be very hard to top what we had, but the wags are wonderful. I think we can match it right yeah. now. I believe we can match it. David, what's going on today? We uh, Obviously, it's our last episode before the season officially kicks off, officially gets underway this Saturday against Austin Bold. Uh, so we decided let's mix it up a bit. Let's do a roundtable discussion. We had some folks enter on social media and uh, picked three winners to join us for this roundtable discussion. Let them introduce themselves. Well, before we do that, okay. David, I'm I'm gonna kind of do a little something crazy here. I'm gonna be producing this. You're ditching so us. Is I'm what you're saying. leaving the studio. I'm gonna go back behind the glass into the production room. That way, we have enough room for everyone to talk. Why don't you want to hang out with us? I, I, I well, because I got a why I don't you like us? parade back here? That's why. Well, that's that would get me out of the room too. Okay, I got a, I got a beer back here, <laughs> so I'm gonna go enjoy that. All right, all right. So, so the four of us will hang out, and you'll uh, you'll listen in and make sure we don't say fuck too much. Let me go ahead. It's a podcast. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> oh, we got an R rating, folks. Explicit content. <laughs> fuck that. All right. Uh, RJ, you have fun behind the glass, and uh, I'll hang out with three of my friends here. There it is. <laughs> that was well placed. I love it. Sound effects. Okay. So uh, I'm going to take these headphones off so that we can all talk a little better, better and let you guys introduce yourselves. Angie. Hi. <laughs> Angie, uh, tell us who you are. Tell us about your love for United. Tell us uh, a little oh, bit about you. Oh, my you. Lord. Okay. Well, um, I'm Angie, and I am a season ticket holder. We I bought tickets for my husband as a present last season, like back in, what, November of 2018 as his birthday present, not knowing what we were getting into, what was really going to happen. And then over the season, we found ourselves like canceling plans with friends to go to the games. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. We are season ticket holders again and looking forward to a great season. I like to say United wait. doesn't ruin your social life. United becomes your social life. Yeah, it kind of changes my friends. I'm like, all right, do you have tickets? Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk to you later. You can't really hang ever. <laughs> yeah, I love you, but don't call me during the game. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> all right, up next, Jake, tell the people who you are. Hey, David, Jake Gutierrez, um, kind of like Angie, season ticket holder and fan who just kept getting closer and closer and closer, meeting people you didn't know before, hanging out with strangers who supplanted your previous friends, canceling plans for a Wednesday night T2 match, Yeah, and uh, joining the curse, getting closer, and here's where we are. Yeah, 
on a, on a stupid podcast. Welcome to the Stupid Podcast. Thank you for having me on the Stupid Podcast. Alex, welcome to the Stupid Podcast. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Tell us, uh, tell us who you are and, and a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Alex Mansfield. I'm a lifelong New Mexican, lifelong soccer fan. Grew up watching the geckos, the chilies, all that good stuff. And was kind of on the outside looking in a little bit when United came in last year. Um, was going to try a couple games, see how I liked it. And all of 48 hours before the home opener, Ron Patel gave me a call saying, hey, would you be willing to volunteer? Give us a little help with some game day op stuff. And from the second I got involved, I've been hooked ever since. I'm a serial asker of questions for the podcast. Yes, and you are. I've thankfully gotten through a year and change of not having to answer any. So <laughs> hopefully can uh, hold up the other end of the bargain tonight. Yeah. So uh, you knew Ron, I'm assuming, through the 505 Reds? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, before I knew Ron was a Liverpool fan, um, I got connected up with him as part of uh, an NBA project. I was working I was working my way through grad school and we got to do some great projects with local small businesses. And we just so happened to get paired up with him and Larry Espinosa at the time Ron with Joe. Seoul. Yeah. Yeah. And um you could tell that something was definitely brewing. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a pipe dream. I mean, we can we can praise Ron to the heavens, and it won't do justice to to what he's given us. Nah, um, he sucks. Yeah. So early, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we love no. Ron to death. Uh, he was a uh, multi time. I think he was on twice. I think on the show. Um, we loved Ron. Still love Ron. We're gonna go visit him in uh, Harlingen, Texas, this yeah. year at the RGV match. Which- and kick their butts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. say ass on the show. We're going to kick their ass. I can kick their ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, maybe spend the day on South Padre Island. So that's not such a bad trip. There, there are worse ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Are. So uh, we are here, obviously, uh, in this roundtable format because the season starts on Saturday. We are at Austin Bold. Um, let's start pretty broadly here. What are you guys most excited about going into the season as far as maybe changes that were made in the offseason, things that are going to be new this year? Alex, we'll start with you. What are you hoping to see this year that maybe we didn't see last year? What are you excited about? I think for me, the biggest thing is just competition within the squad. I mm-hmm. mean, there is, there's a level of depth this year. We had a great team last year, but the drop-off was noticeable. And that's no disrespect. We all loved everybody who was yeah. part of this, who was part of year one. Of but course. in pretty much every position, there are no guarantees this year. Um, and, and that is such a great prospect as, as a supporter. Um, because it means there is no room for complacency. And obviously, I I can't imagine Troy would ever get complacent. But these guys know that their their spots are on the line week in and week out. And we've brought in just an incredible, I don't even want to call them a supporting cast. I mean, um, we've got we've got a veritable squad, one through, what are we, 21, 22 right 23. now? 23. 23. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just excited to see how much these guys can push one another. And I think that's the, the next kind of natural evolution. Um, and... You know, we'll, we'll we'll see how things take shape early on, but it's a, it's a really really tantalizing prospect as a as a United supporter. And you mentioned, you know, nobody's position is safe, and that can be a little scary for players, but not with I think the personality of player that we have that Troy has really kind of allocated and brought into this uh, this locker room. These guys will compete, and and to that point, you know, I was in Tucson last week when we played Phoenix Rising, um, and Josh Suggs was out. The best player on the field was Austin Yearwood. Yep. So he's competing for a position that is owned by the captain. And again, 
Josh is wonderful. We love Josh to death. But it's so good to have Austin there to push him. Even the captain needs to be pushed. And I think you're going to see a lot of that, like you said, Alex, at every position this year. And I love it. Jake, what are you looking forward to this year? Well, the depth was was what I was excited about the most, too, when you had somebody. I know we a lot of us last year kind of had our ideal 11 penciled in on most nights. And because what is it this cup, year? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have no idea, and that's kind of exciting. I'm glad I'm not in coach's position on on that one, because I think uh, uh, he's going to have some tough choices to make, and um, that's a very good problem to have. Very yeah. good problem to have. And not just the eleven, but the formation. They go a little broader than that. I mean, are they going to play a flat back four? Are they going to play a back three with wing backs? I don't know the answer to that. Do they play two up top? Do they play? They played three up top in that scrimmage I went to, in the in the friendly I went to. I don't know. I don't know what to expect, and. That's, I guess that's something Troy has in his back pocket. It's nice to have the element of surprise, and you can do that a little bit more when you have the depth that you guys are talking about. So yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Angie, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to some new players. I can't wait to see what they've got, what they're bringing us. Um, I'm excited that we got we picked up a guy from college, Sammy. Yep. I I love that. Like I'm like, yes, nobody else has had him. I can't wait to see what he does for us. Um, just excited. Yeah, I think that's a really good point in that Sammy is a guy that nobody's seen for the yeah. most part. I mean, you you know what he's you can watch his tape from Xavier and see that he can score goals. Everybody yeah. can see that. But you haven't had the chance to scout him unless you've been going to the games in, in the Big East. You know, yeah. and most yeah. of these USL coaches aren't going to Big East soccer games, frankly. So we really have an advantage in that we've got this young guy coming in. He's fast as all hell, especially for a guy his size. Yeah. Uh, and literally there's pretty much no book on him. That's nice. Yeah. And that's hard to find. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really happy about that as well. And, again, that goes to the point of the depth up top. Alex, you tweeted uh, a couple weeks ago, and I mentioned it last week on the pod, you know, let's just say hypothetically we start two up top, right? And let's say hypothetically it's Devin and Romeo. You've got your two big, strong guys who are leaning on the defense for 70 minutes. And then at 70, you sub in whether it be Brucey up there, whether it be Amando up there, or whether it be Sammy up there, any of those three – they're spark plugs. They're guys who are gonna. They're gonna go. They're gonna blow by guys with tired legs. Um, and again, I think it's exciting to see. And how do you compete with that defensively? No, I mean you don't. We we saw it to great effect last season. I think once once Kavon got in card trouble toward the end of the season, he was used more as an impact sub. And you saw it with back lines. These big bruising guys were. They're having to contend with Devin, and I'm kicking the shit out of him. But Devin Devin gives it as well as he gets it. Yep. Sixty minutes of that, and then you throw on. A totally different kind of athletic specimen and, and we've got all kinds of options we could I think we could go so far as to afford to bring Devin off the bench on occasion save his body I yep. mean the guy's not getting yeah. any younger and he, he plays probably as thankless a position in in this squad as anybody else so we can we can save him we can actually afford to take him out of the lineup without compromising the potency of our attack and that's that's not something we could have said last year and mm-hmm. that was that was ultimately I think one of our downfalls was we had this incredible attack, and it's it's hard to think that when we had what four double digit goal scorers, I think, yep, that we had a certain template. But it really it wasn't really attack by committee. It was everything was predictable. The guys were just that good. Yeah. In this season, we can come at teams any number of ways, and it's just yeah, it's it's really really cool to see young. I'm excited to see how how Troy implements things over this these first few months, how he mixes it up. But I. Uh, the one thing I'm certain of is it's going to be a really exciting team to watch. And it's not just the position that Devin plays, but it's how he plays. Yeah, Nobody plays a more physical, 
striker than he does, frankly, in the entire league. Yeah. Um, and he is so difficult to move. And that was actually something I noticed again at that at that friendly in Tucson. Um, you know, with Amanda Moreno, I was really really surprised by this. He, I expected him to be quick. I expected the good footwork because we saw a little bit of that in the inter squad friendly. I did not expect him to be quite as difficult to move as he was. Uh, the kid is just strong, and you oh, didn't. Yeah. I didn't expect it, frankly. Uh, he's. I really likened it. He's he's a terrier. He plays like Daniel Bruce. They're very yep. similar styles. Um, and so again, if you go to from those two big bruising guys in Devin and Romeo to these two spark plugs in Brucey and Amando or Sammy, who is just this tall, lanky motherfucker, yeah. like. I, I don't know how you compete with that defensively. Like, if I'm looking at that from an Austin Bold standpoint, if I'm looking at that like, okay, how am I going to compete with this? How am I going to defend this? I don't have an answer. Um, and I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot because I'm not an Austin Bold fan. <laughs> so, so it's pretty great. So I think we're going to stop that segment there, take a quick break, and we're going to come back with predictions for the year your Western Conference picks, your Golden Boot winners, a couple other things. So we're going to have some fun with it. We'll be right back with another segment here on the CurseCast. Hey, it's New Mexico United defender Kalen Ryden, and you're listening to David and RJ on the CurseCast. Where United goes, the curse will follow. But when it comes to New Mexico, the curse will lead. When you join the curse, a portion of your membership goes to help New Mexicans from all across the state. Working with organizations like the Read to Me Book Drive, Birthday Project NM, Watermelon Mountain Ranch, CLN Kids New Mexico, Casa Q, and so many more. Join the curse today and help us make New Mexico a better place for tomorrow. Welcome back into the Curse Cast. We are going to find a way to implement this song in every episode. And if you listen to the episode last week, you know why. It's going to happen every single time. It's beautiful. Return of the Mac. Um, and we are returning for se segment two here on the Curse Cast. I am joined by Angie, Jake, and Alex. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, my man. So we are getting into the segment where we uh, pretend to be experts. RJ and I do that every week uh, to minimal effect. Now you all can know what the charade is like. Fake it till you make it, <laughs> Exactly. So we're going to start with our uh, projected Western Conference standings. We're going to go 10 to 1. We're going to start with 10, so we'll all go around the table and do 10. Do all go around the table and do 9. We can oh, talk crap. about it along the way. <laughs> so we're going to start with you, Jake. Your number 10 team, your first playoff team, your play-in team in the Western Conference. I did uh, nearly four minutes of research on this. Whoa, <laughs> quit bragging. Yeah, and and it's a very unicentric uh, pick. Our friends in Tulsa who have a beautiful rebrand, and they, they, they made a lot of noise. They signed a lot of guys. Yeah. I can't tell you anything about those guys. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to. But they're going to look really, really good. Bradley look, Bourgeois, great doing it. Rodrigo da Costa are yes. two fantastic signings. Bourgeois was one of the best center backs in the league last year for Nashville. He's going to tear it up in the Western Conference. Rodrigo da Costa played for Tulsa before. When he played for them, he had no help. Did it all by himself. Was a great goal scorer. Now he has help. I like that pick. 
Those were on my notes after nice uniform. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was point two and three. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take that away from you. I apologize. So Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. I like it. And Alex. And, yeah, and insofar as teams we like, they're kind of a team we like. I love I love them. Uh, and they are my favorite fans in the USL. By far. Other than us, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But we went there last year. Jake, you were there. Yeah. We had a great time. The Lunatics. And they were the Roustabouts then. Now they're 83 United. Um, the Wrench Maidens, they are, they're just good people over there. They're friendly people. They care. There's no ego. They're just there to support their team, to support their support their club and their city. I like those people a lot. We're coming back in a couple weeks, and they're yeah. coming out here for Balloon Fiesta. Can't wait to get the family back together. We need to get days. a hot dog, hot air balloon. Yeah. Make it happen. Oh my gosh, yes. All right, Alex, you're number 10. Uh, I'm going with T2 on this one. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. Um, more than anything, just with the, the quote-unquote two teams, there's so much... I guess I assume a lack of continuity. Well, it's um, variable. It's yeah, very variable. Yeah, yeah, and that's difficult. That's why I'm eternally grateful that we are not one of those. I hope we stay that way. Um, and there, there's plenty of talent in there. I mean, they've 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 lost a few guys, but they've retained plenty. They're always going to have a great pipeline from you know from from the Timbers proper. But I just think of of the twos. I don't know why I slotted them there. I think they've got more than enough talent to stay in the top half of the Western Conference, but I don't see them doing much beyond that. Sure. And speaking of two teams and affiliations, did you guys see... I'm going to cough now. Nice. Thank you. Hand <laughs> Makes for great radio. It does. <laughs> yeah, coronavirus. Um, so speaking of two teams and affiliations, did you guys see today that Forward Madison is now affiliated with Chicago Fire? Yeah. yeah. I missed that. I don't know how I feel about that. I yeah. didn't know how I feel about it either. I guess USL League 1, maybe you'd feel a little bit uh, more open to having that relationship, but in the championship, it's not something I'd be as. Yeah. Either. And they were they were previously affiliated with Minnesota. Right. And we like Minnesota, so I really liked that affiliation. But yeah. Chicago, it's not that I have anything against Chicago Fire. I, I'm indifferent to a Chicago Fire. They have a terrible new logo. It's awful. Yeah, oh, it's the brutal. show sucks. <laughs> I've never watched it, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just I was surprised by it. Um, they're going to do a friendly later in the year. You know, players will go up and down, yada, yada, yada. But to your point, Jake, like, if you're an MLS club, wouldn't you want to send your players down to the championship as opposed to League One? I don't know. It's kind of far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a big, big bridge to gap, and yeah, and and RJ just bridge. RJ just came into my ear and said that oh that sounded weird. RJ just spoke into my ear. This is <laughs> this is this, yeah. We're gonna need to cut rated <laughs> So RJ just spoke into my ear and mentioned uh, that Tyler Terrence, who we know from Phoenix and Three Honest Lads, is now the uh, the new voice of Chicago Fire. I did not know that. So congratulations to Tyler. But, yes, sir. Uh, Congratulations on going to a league that is higher in tier and lower in class because the USL is a much better league. Angie, yeah, your number ten team. Well, so um, I didn't put them in order. Okay, but that's okay. I'm just gonna pick one random. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I'm gonna. So go Phoenix is number ten. God damn Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just I don't even want to talk about them right now. Mm. I'm gonna go with Orange County at number ten because they're at the bottom of my list. And okay, I just had to have ten <laughs> people in. I like so it. So the last like three, where I was just like, just write down a name. <laughs> They are a team. They're a team. Yep. They have some soccer players. Yeah, uh, at least yeah. 11. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at least 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Orange County. It's a little lower. It's a little lower than I would have had them. Really? Yeah. All right, well, whatever. That's right, but they are, yeah. they are, they're playoff. They're definitely right. playoff team. Yes. I agree with that. They're in the 10. All right. All right, so Andrew, we're going to stick with you for number nine. Okay. No oh, pressure. Crap. I know. Um, 
I am going to go with Reno. Reno at number nine. I yeah, like that. I know. Oh, Maybe I didn't I say my number 10. 10. Oh, yeah, you didn't do yours. My number 10. Me? I agree with you, Jake. Number, I'm going with Tulsa. Number right, 10. Tulsa. I, think I didn't put Tulsa on my list at all. I think so they've improved. Them. They've improved yeah. enough to make a, to make it to the playoffs, I think. Yeah. I Sorry. mean, they're adorable, but. I love them. I love them. <laughs> they're adorable. Not about friends. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I just want to say I was brought statistics. in because I have ovaries and I just had to balance you people out. Like, that is it. I am not here to bring any sort of soccer. But I also think it's really funny that I'm being all soft and cuddly. like, I love Tulsa and you're like fuck them yeah, exactly yeah I did I will miss rough next though because I really enjoyed name. that name I also like, liked the that uh, was like the logo with the, yes, with the drill the oil yeah. rig yeah. yeah yeah no no what is our new logo uh it's a it's a really it's really sweet it's uh it? it's like a golden bird kind of looks like oh. a mega church um, oh, mega church that yeah. is Oklahoma for you yeah 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 <laughs> I like their I like the rebrand a lot and I think those the black jerseys they have with the gold pinstripes are Beautiful. Yeah, I can't believe they have jerseys. What's that? I, I don't think they have a sponsor yet. Do they? Uh, I don't. I don't think they do. I think you're right. Yeah. Isn't it just environmental like badness? <laughs> just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So you're number nine. You're number nine. Reno. Reno. Yeah. I like that. I All agree right. with you. I think they're gonna. Yeah. They're gonna fall off a but little bit. Also, they're year. just a filler team because I needed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they, like they they are, historically uh, they've been in the league three years. Uh, they finished. Uh, I think it was fifth. Second, third in that order, or fifth, third, second. What are they? They were third I last think they year. Were third last year. Yeah. yeah. So fifth, fifth, second, third. And they did all right. I mean, that's great. I mean, for the history of your club, they are they are the winningest club in the USL since they came into the USL, with the exception of Loose City. Uh, so I mean, they're they've always been a good team, but I agree with you. I think this yeah. is the year they kind of drop off a bit. They're still a playoff team, uh, but they lost a lot, uh, and I think the Western Conference as a whole got better. Um, brought in a lot of the talent from the East. Uh, so, yeah, I think nine's a good spot for them. Right. I agree. Jake, you're nine. San Antonio. Okay. Strictly due to the new kits, I'm staying on that unicentric. I really dig the the checkerboard. Checkerboard, man. And if you look good, then you're going to play good. And I think those guys look good. That's just science. Yeah, science. it is. I'm not sure that I would want us to have the same kit, but I think that that redesign is, is sharp. I don't think it would work with the yellow and black. I don't think... No. I, I think it looks good for them. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so... And well, and to be sponsored by Toyota car company, and yeah. to have the checkerboard kind of makes sense. You know, it's like racing kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like the kit. All right, so nine San Antonio. San Antonio. Alex, I'm going with Real Monarchs in nine. Oh, there you go. I like it, namely due to the loss of one Kalen Ryan. That's right, and, and Michael Chang, and Michael Chang. Went up to the MLS. That's a yeah, big loss. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. And you know, there's always, as with the, any of the two teams, like we said, there's always a chance some of these guys come back down. But those are two big pieces. They, they're one of those teams who kind of personifies like playoff soccer. Yeah, hence why they won. But they're you can't look at their campaign and say they were overwhelming in any particular regard. So they'll they'll be around. They'll do what's needed to get into the postseason. Probably turn some heads there. It's a team full of winners, so you can't you can't discount any of that. But I just don't think the the performance levels will be consistent enough to get them up near that the, you know the the upper echelons of the Western Conference. Let me tell you why I think that's a good pick. Um, because the first half of last year. They were eight, nine through most of the year. They had a formation change about two thirds of the way through the year. Uh, they went to a back three with wing backs, and Kalen Ryden was critical at that point. Him, him playing on that left side of center back, and they really flourished in that essentially last third of the season, which allowed them to get up to the sixth seed. And they didn't lose a match for two months essentially after they went to that back three. Two of those back three are now gone. So I still think they've got the talent to make the playoffs. You can't discount the champions, but I agree with you. A lower seed for them, a play-in round spot for them, I think is good. I like that. I like that. Uh, my number nine was Reno. 
Um, I think that uh, you said Reno, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. we're in agreement on yeah, that. High five. As I said before, <laughs> as I said before, <laughs> it's. Uh, I think I think they're down this year. I think they're a team that historically has been a really good regular season team, and then we've seen what they've done in the postseason, which is lose. Um, but I, I don't I don't foresee them being as good as they were last year, as good as they were in any of their three years of existence. I think it's the year they drop off. But when dropping off is still getting a nine seed in this situation, that's pretty damn good yep. for you as a, as a club. So nine Reno for me. Um, eight Jake San Diego. I think mm. uh, I think San that's your hometown, Diego. right? Not my hometown. I'm oh. from Santa Fe, but that's close enough. I did Didn't you, yeah. California. you live, I did lived you in live California there? and Long Beach and Long spent Beach. a lot of time okay. in San Diego. But I think they were smart and they were kind of the we had a lot of offensive firepower in our in our expansion year. Yeah. And they tried to, to put a defensive team together. And as you guys talked about on the Curse Cast last week, they they tried to get Kalen right and that didn't work out. But if they had that guy and Joey Greenspan in the back, that would have been pretty formidable. But I think they they put together a really solid team and I think those guys should be uh playoff contenders for sure. And uh Stone Brewing, they have a nice, I a love nice sponsor. The, I love that sponsor. Something you'd want to wear, even if the kid is is average at best overall but yep. it's a good sponsor you feel proud of it's a local brewery yep so I, i'm san diego dang That's that brewery had some money yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Joe, joe greenspan is the key to that club yes. yes uh he is one of the best center backs in the entire usl if they had him and Ryden, they would be a force to be reckoned with i'm glad they don't have kaylin obviously thank god we broke that up yeah, yeah. very very happy about that <laughs> very very happy about that um and I agree with you as far as kind of the way they've set up. It's much more defensively minded. With that said, they played Reno the other day and scored four bangers. Uh, and I was on the USL show the other day and we were talking about um, was that more San Diego's good or Reno's bad? And I think it's a bit of both. Um, I think San Diego will exceed a lot of expectations this year. And I think Reno will disappoint, frankly. Again, I think they're both playoff teams. Um, but I like that. I like that pick. Alex, you're number eight. My number eight is our opponent in a couple days, Austin Bold. Okay. Not for any, not out of any disrespect. Um, I think they've got a good model to build. It's just, it's a little bit too pragmatic for me to have a ceiling much higher than kind of one of the lower playoff seeds. Um, Bringing in uh, Ishmael Mm Jome to compliment McFarlane, uh, you know, that, that is a very, very difficult set of fullbacks to defend against, but it's also very one dimensional. If you look at their creativity outside of that, they don't have much beyond it. They're going to be leaning really, really heavily on on Lima and on Kleber. Um, you know, Tierpak chipped in obviously last year. They have those guys returning, which is great. But I think it's, I think it's a, it's a very calculated model for a certain amount of success, just just the right amount yep. to get them to the playoffs. And they were much like Real last year. I mean, they they took Phoenix to the bitter end, and they have should have won. Yeah, they should have won that match. In the shootout. Yeah, they definitely definitely had their chances. So they have the steel to make it there. But again, just I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll be pulling up any trees during the regular season. As Kleber goes, so goes Austin Bolt, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, if, if he can start off the season well, he did not start off well last year and came on toward the second half of the season, then they will do well. Um, this is the team, in my opinion, that I know I can predict the least. They have, with the exception of the two teams, the most ingoing slash outgoing transfers of any team in the USL. Um, they are a team that I think, as you said, Alex can be pretty one-dimensional. Uh, they're gonna, you know, you know the form. They're gonna play a four-four-two every match. Yep. They're gonna rely on Clever to score their goals. Um, they're relying Clever and and really solid goalkeeping. And if either of those isn't there on one day, they're gonna lose to yep. pretty much any team in the league. If it is there, they can beat almost anybody. Uh, so this is the team, in my opinion, that is hardest for me to predict. I have them out of the playoffs, yep. um, but I'm not confident in that pick at yep. all. Well, I'm um, yeah, and they could they could fall anywhere across you know the, from. From spots fourteen to you know if they put it together 
Four. You yeah. never know. I think so. I agree with right. that. I agree with that. All right. You're number eight, Angie. I also picked Austin Bold. Okay. Yeah. Also filler team. Yeah. I think, again, I think. <laughs> I, Sorry, guys. I swear I really worked on the top five. <laughs> but I, 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 but I, I honestly, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong place to yeah. put Austin. Yeah. I really don't. Like, uh, again. Who knows? You're, you're 100% right. They could be the four seed. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't say I would be, I would expect that, but I wouldn't be wholeheartedly shocked. Um, I'd be shocked if they're above that. Um, but I could see them. 12th? I don't know. I've got him. I've got him 11th right now. If, yeah. if I was going all the way down, I'd have well, him 11th. Yeah, it's, a, it's a team that has to win a lot of one goal games. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of things where they don't score a, couple, a ton. Yeah. A couple draws here, a couple, you know, a couple wasteful nights and those are one, three points the other mm-hmm. direction. And yeah, that's in some ways they're blowing anyone they're out. Kind of like New Mexico last year in that a few minutes will make the difference in their seating by a ton yeah. because New Mexico drew so much last season. You know, a, a few minutes in the right direction, you're picking up two points. A few minutes in the wrong direction, you're losing a point every night. Uh, better refs. <laughs> don't count on it. <laughs> but they're yeah, still the same. It's uh, I, I, they're just they're hard to predict. They're hard to predict. Uh, my number eight, I had El Paso. Oh, um, and uh, no disrespect, meant to El Paso. Actually, yes, disrespect, yeah, meant to El Paso. Uh, I think losing uh, Kisvetter, losing uh, Sebastian, losing Contreras, uh, using. I mean, it's they. They are. They're not as good. They're not as good as they were last year. Uh, they're not as good defensively. They lost one of their best goal scorers in, in Velasquez. Uh, they. I think they're a playoff team, but I think they're a play-in team, um, and I'm looking forward to playing them on the 21st. Uh, so I've got El Paso as my number eight. I kept them off my whole list. Whoa! Yeah, El Paso. Fist bumping. Yeah, no that's right. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm from El Paso, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like the city. I like so the city of El Paso. So do I. I like yeah. my family that lives down there, but I don't like El Paso. No, I don't like the team. But we had a good time when we went. We yeah. had a good time. We went they to the got bar. That new weird mascot. Yeah, Ozzie. it's a bat. Uh, it looks like a chupacabra. It does look like a chupacabra <laughs> yeah. with those big, weird, like psychedelic ears. It was freaking me out. Yeah. I didn't want to look at him for too long. It was strange. It was strange. He's a strange guy, but I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's very nice. He's probably uh, super nice. Um, so he touches your child. So you both have El Paso out of the playoffs. Yeah, I think losing Kisavetter is huge. Yeah. They lost the and heart in yeah. Sebastian Velasquez. Yeah. I, I, that's that's a pretty tough. Uh, I can't speak with authority about their reinforcements, but sure. that's really tough Did to come back Did you see that from. video they posted on Twitter in early February? I don't remember. I don't Some new guy that they, I don't even know his name. Was Some new guy that they put on kicking a goal in, and they didn't say, they were like, look at his skills, but he hits the top bar. And I'm like, so is he playing? Is he playing top bar challenge? Yeah. yeah, but they didn't say. Maybe uh-huh. he was trying to make it in, and he just didn't. <laughs> He's and like, I'm like, that's he not was a trying skill, to score bro. goals, and yeah. then he was hitting the crossbar. Like, okay, this is now a crossbar like, challenge. Right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they didn't put a definition <laughs> at the bottom because they were like, oh shoot. <laughs> but I mean, losing Velasquez is huge, um, and what a saga that was in the offseason, By the yeah, way, yeah. you know, he he goes back to Colombia, wants to play for his hometown team, his boyhood team. You can't blame him. But you also can't blame El Paso for not wanting to wait around forever. Yeah. Um, and so it gets to a point where El Paso, they had a contract on the table for him. And from what it sounds like, a, a pretty sizable contract for him. And he's a hell of a player. He deserves a big contract. But after a while, you got to pull it. You can't rely on a player who you don't know is going to come back. Yeah. So he ends up signing uh, with Inter-Miami. I mean, not Inter-Miami. Jeez. The Miami FC. Um, they're going to be good. Yeah. They're yeah, going to be good. Yeah. And I hate any team that. Go starts their name with the all caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. it's ridiculous. But uh, they're going to be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. We're not doing an Eastern Conference preview, but That's if right. we were, they'd be up there for oh, me. Yeah. I don't know anything about Eastern Conference. All right, so seventh, seventh seed. Uh, we're going to start with Jake. Who's uh, your seven? We were on an Austin Bold kick. That's where I had those guys. Yeah, and depending on what kind of a tailspin that they could hit from, you know, after the their opening match, mm-hmm. it could take them seven months, and they might not, you know, 
recover from that. Or, yeah, that's a good know, point. So it depends very heavily on what we do. I think that's going to set the tone for their season. The key to Austin season. Bold season is New Mexico United. I mean, you I like dig that, yourself yeah. a big hole, and yeah. it's tough to climb out of. When you're, so. Yeah, when you got a negative six goal differential after one match, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right. Angie, you're seven. Um, seven, I picked the Monarchs. Okay. Yeah. That's so a good spot. Just switched it up a little. Yeah, I like that. I think losing Raiden was rough for them, and they're going to have to really... I don't figure it out. I don't know. You're right, though. <laughs> we'll that, see. Like I said before, they were so dependent on him in that back three, yeah. and they don't have him anymore. And so. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. can't wait for them to struggle. It's awesome. All right. You're seven, Alex. Um, I actually have El Paso in my seven spot. Um, I know. You I thought know. you were going to be the most disrespectful. Then turns out you had them the highest That's of yeah, anybody. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know we're not allowed to do such things here, but I, I do have a, a decent amount of respect for Mark Lowry. I think he's, I think he's a, he's good a hell coach. of a coach. And what I, what I think in losing two key pieces like that, I see it. I see it in a similar way to what I saw with us down the stretch last season, where when you can play with more of a collective, as opposed to those two focal points, I think you can actually get a lot better. How How reliant are they going to be on Logan Ketterer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So reliant. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Ketterer, he's he's certainly proven to have the goods thus far. Oh, he's good. Yeah, but he he will be a difference maker. But I think, I just think there's the potential for them to build on a great inaugural season the way that, you know, the same way that we're we're hoping to. Um, But I just think there's the potential there for them to squeeze a little bit more out of the collective um, without being quite as reliant on two very, very good talents and sure. I do agree that a lot of stuff happens when you're no longer looking at that one star. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the team has a chance to shine. I agree. I agree. agree. Well, and it's, it's so funny, like that you have them the highest in that seven. They went to the Western conference final last year. I mean, they, they turned it on at the end of the season and, and kind of did what we would hoped New Mexico would have hoped New Mexico would have done last year. And granted, we've got some bias in this room. We don't necessarily like El Paso too (laughs) much, but I do like them better than Phoenix. Yeah, I do too. I do too. But I still left them off the list. Lesser of two evil. I I would have liked to have leave Phoenix off the list, but I couldn't do that. I couldn't do it either. Um, But yeah, I, it's, it is. I think they lost some. I think we probably all have them a little too low, if I'm being entirely honest. Yeah. Um, they're a playoff team, probably. I can't imagine them going from Western Conference Finals to not in the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe but they, we'll but see. losing losing Keith Vetter and and uh, that's that's a huge loss. I mean, he is. is he's enormous for them. Um, so yeah, I'm really interested to see what happens with them this year. My seven, uh, San Antonio. I think uh, I think. There's a lot of hype on them this year. Um, I think they made some really great moves, uh, but they lost some players too. I think that they at times struggled to score goals last year, except when we went there and they scored five. That was not fun. Um, I think they're a solid team. Uh, they're at the top of the play-ins, um, and I think I see them beating Tulsa in that play-in round. Sorry, Tulsa. I love you guys. Um, but yeah, I think I think they are a slightly... Well, they're right around where they were last year, actually. So, um, yeah, San Antonio is my seven. Um, all right, number six, and you were starting with you. Number six, I picked San Diego Loyal. Okay. Yeah, I think <laughs> as long as they rescue um, Landon Donovan from his hostage situation, <laughs> oh my God. Um, they're going to do... You liked, you liked do, my tweet. Okay. Yeah, I did super yeah. like your tweet, but I, you. and after you said that, I was like, oh my God, he is in a hostage it's situation. Just a, it's just a dark room what yeah. is up with like that? one light on him. Yeah, and he's like, like get, they your, have get Josh no, Lane in there, man. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, production value, people, come on. Like you're Landon yeah. Donovan, like you know better. Yeah. You know better. Yeah. Come on. The, the, like 
did he film it on his iPhone? But in like an iPhone like an four, iPhone. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like not an like a new iPhone in an underground bunker. In an underground <laughs> bunker, yeah. yeah. He's really yeah. worried about coronavirus. So I think there's a lot to be said about a brand new team. They feel like they need they have something to prove. They've got new fans that seem super. I mean, people have already gotten the San locals Diego are dope. Loyal I love the locals. tattoos. Yeah. Like that is like a second season thing, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like there's a lot to be said for that first season. Yeah, push that they'll they'll get there. Yeah, I think they're a good team, yeah. uh, and I'm excited for what they're doing out there in the West. They seem like good people. Plus beer, plus beer. Stone yeah. Stone Brewing's a great sponsor. Stone Brewing's a great. Yeah, sponsor. they should send us some. I'm just saying. Well, we're going there. We'll be there for the match. <laughs> All right, it's Labor Day weekend. I'm spending four Labor days out there. Oh, man. oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah. All right, Jake, you're six. Um, Real Monarchs. We've kind of already hit on some of their pluses and minuses. I know they were the. Uh, postseason champs as it were in the USL but I think they're gonna yeah, fall from the peak and they're gonna settle mid-pack and I have those guys there yeah yeah they're absolutely tired. I think it's a good pick Alex all right, well, I thought I was in deep shit for putting El Paso high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have New Mexico United as my sixth seed. What? Go to hell. Get out of That's my studio. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, only because, Damn, Alex. only because last year we were an entirely unknown commodity and our playoff push was entirely made by our start to the season. We have a little bit more of an identity now, which mm-hmm. is a good thing, sure. but we're also going to have to align that identity with all the new personnel we brought in. And I don't think we're going to be able to start the season quite as well as we did last year. I think other teams are going to be able to nullify some of our perceived strengths a little bit better. I think we're going to have to be more creative, more resourceful, but I think there is without a doubt the tactical flexibility and just the sheer talent in our ranks to make a good push. But I think there is going to be a betting in period. Sure. Um, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as manic a season as it was last year. I expect our results to be much more even keel. I think we will absolutely blow some teams out of the water, but I think we can all agree the the Las Vegas away, the San Antonio away. I was those, at both of those. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think, I think those days are hopefully behind us. Um, but, and that's, that's part of being, that's part of being a, a potential title challenger. And I'm sorry, David, I'm going to toot my Liverpool fan horn for a second. Boo. 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 But you look at how many <laughs> one game or one goal games they've won this season sure. and amassing the lead they have. And can we talk was, about the one they lost by three though? Yeah, we, we absolutely can. We absolutely can. Um, but yeah, so I've got, I, I've got United as, as a six, but I think it's going to be a season where we are hovering around that for the bulk of it sure. instead of the, like I said, the, the roller coaster yo-yo we had last year. I'll tell you when I get to New Mexico why you're wrong. Okay. Uh, That's right. But, uh, but I'm not there yet, uh, <laughs> thankfully. My six is Real Monarchs. Um, I think, I mean, that's that's where they were last year. Um I think that they, the opposite of what you just said, Alex, actually, with New Mexico United, they were very even keel for the most part. They were steadily around eight or nine for most of the season last year. And then, uh, like I said, the last third of the season, they were probably the second best team in the Western Conference. Uh, First, actually, overall, it was Phoenix and them for the two best teams in the Western Conference for the last third of the year. Um, And that shot them up to the sixth seed. Um, which again, which I think where they'll be this year, uh, but I think it'll be more vitriolic, maybe a little more variable. Um, you know, some five one losses, some six one wins. Um, you know, we talked a lot about how Kalen Ryden is going to be a huge loss for them, not as big as Michael Chang. Yeah. Uh, Michael Chang and my was my pick for MVP last year. Um, yeah. He was just he made that team go. Um, and it wasn't in just in the goals he scored. It was the way he directed play, the way he held up the ball. Um, you know, he didn't play as a number 10, but he should have, frankly, in my opinion. And um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he came down for some matches this year. I don't think he's going to be up at, at Real Salt Lake the entire season. He'll probably bounce back and forth. And when he's there, they will be a better team. Um, but I think he is a, I think they are a six seed, which again, where they were last year. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, we will come back with our top five in the Western Conference and more coming up on the CurseCast. Saturday, New Mexico United is on the road in Austin, Texas, and 1017 The Team has you covered. First up, it's United Weekly at 11 a.m., live from the Tavern Sports Bar. Then, the regular season kicks off with a match at Austin Bold. Adam Deal and Andy Hageman have the call at 5.30 for the pregame. Kickoff at 6.30. The boys are in Austin, Texas for a day full of soccer, and it's all on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team, your flagship station for United Soccer. This is David Estrada, and you're listening to the CurseCast. Into the CurseCast. There it is. Welcome into the CurseCast. I am David Carl. RJ Montano is on the other side of the glass, and here in studio with me, Angie, Jake, Alex. Hey, guys. What up? What Again. Up? There it is. <laughs> what up? What up? You have to do three. Yeah. Is it? No, it's two. It's no, cool. he did three. Is it? You're doing three? Jake, are you lying? I was following the Susie Montano model. Did, did Susie do three? All right. I don't know. All right. Maybe it's three. It's Susie online one. All right. Yeah. Let's call her in. Um, so uh, <laughs> we are again here on the Curse Cast. Angie, Jake, Alex, uh, we're going to get into our top five picks, the Western Conference. Um, while we were in break, Angie's husband yes. and daughter came in. Yes. They're Garrett in the booth there with Isla. Archie. What up? And uh, they inspired me. I want to ask you guys this next question. Uh, we were talking a little bit about llamas. Because okay. um, who doesn't love llamas? Who doesn't? Uh, we have a Doral Motors llama, Lamborghini, who we love very much. Um, what's your favorite animal, Angie? Oh my gosh! Wow, I, I it's was the most not, important question okay. we're going to ask. You I tonight. know. Uh, I'm going to go with white tiger because that's, that's who I loved. Specific. I know when I was five, You're like Sig- my Sig- grandparents. Fan? Yeah, okay. big Siegfried and Roy. My grandparents let me put white tiger stickers all over their Cadillac. A Sigmund and Roy. Yeah, back in the day. Sig- Sig- Siegfried. Siegfried. <laughs> Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud. Yeah, got it. You know what? It is like way past my bedtime, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, uh, Jake. Your favorite animal? I guess the narwhal. The Ooh, oh, dang narwhal! That's a good one. But once you kind of poke your head out, they're yeah. like, "Oh shit!" Narwhals that, don't get don't um, get revenge; they get even. <laughs> I would imagine so. With that, <laughs> so did you know the horn is actually a tooth? It is a tooth. I do remember I hearing did know that? Somewhere. I don't remember yeah. where I heard that, but I heard that somewhere, and yeah. I believe it. Pinterest. I saw it online, so it's true. <laughs> um, all right, Alex, favorite animal. Um, growing up, I was always set on one, and it completely changed last year on a United trip to Dallas. It changed like the one you had your entire life. My changed entire on a trip life to- changed when I saw a manatee in person for the first time. Oh my god, that's my favorite animal! Yeah, and Manatees. they are, and it's 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 odd. It's odd to say majestic because they I don't are. Think there's, it's, yeah, until They're cows you see it in the person, it, 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 it just doesn't do it justice. But um, real roundabout shout out to the Dallas Aquarium. I don't know if anyone's been. I have It is no. un- fucking believable. So I can't believe yeah. that you're saying the manatee is my favorite animal. Oh yeah, I grew up. 
in South Florida and you see them all the time. Yeah. Nobody has ever said that the manatee was their favorite animal. And I was, I'm, I'm very excited. About just, this. just so you know, this was not scripted. This, this is yeah. No, yeah. They planned this out before. Like, going yeah. like, bullshit. This is like my favorite. Yeah. What a brown noser, Alex. Of King Kong Bundy. The manatee is the King Kong Bundy of the ocean. That's that's amazing. We don't need to do any more thing else. Yeah, we're all done. That was that was our episode of the Curse Cast. All right. So moving on from that, which is very difficult. Uh, your number five team, Jake. Uh, I'd like to phone a friend. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Bolte. I think I have Sacramento here. Okay. I think um, it's the last year in the league, right? Yeah. I think they're going to mostly push. Yeah. They do their, their almost best, but they have, oh, they have their, their, their sights on greener pastures. Um, so Sacramento, that's where I'm putting those guys. All right. Sacramento number five, Angie. Um, for number five, I picked RGV. Okay. Yeah, I feel like they stole Rob Mattel and like, you know. <laughs> he, yeah. He's worth at least a he's, couple spots. He is worth at least, yeah. yes. Like, yeah, I feel like he stole a little, he took, he didn't steal it. I'm sorry. I love you, Ron. He took a little bit of our mojo with him mm, and he's going to use it for good well, I or for not. evil. I mean, for us, it's for evil, but Ron, for them, it's for good. Ron Patel, you are evil. Yeah. Uh, Traitor. Yeah, no, we wish we wish Ron all the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but secretly not. Yeah, but seriously, go to hell, Ron. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yellow, just like cornbread. Um, yellow, just like cornbread. So uh, I have RGV. I think is my last place team in the no, Western Conference. I think right. that, I think they are the Dang. worst team in the West. You're like, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah and there's nothing personal about that. No, they're just. They're just not very good. No, no, no. Right, no. Yeah, it's, yeah. Fair enough. And, I mean, <laughs> when, they, when they send down Dynamo players, they're the 13th best team in the West, so they're slightly better. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, 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 I <laughs> yeah, just, they have, yeah, they have their daddy Dynamo to That's right. Count they draft in like half of their starting, yeah. half of their starting when, they when they played us. Played us last you got to feel yeah. bad for all their actual still, teammates just drew. sitting on yeah, the bench, like salvage, sadly, riveting nil just nil. looking at the team that they could be on, but aren't. Well, and that's, that's, that's like one of the, the main reasons where I'm, there's several reasons, but there's one of the reasons I'm thrilled that we're an independent club. Like, talk about the just, just the everyday mojo, to use yeah. your word, of a club. The the synchronicity, the 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 membership, the teamwork of a club. You just you know you work so hard together, and then one day they send down four players who don't even want to be there, and they're starting. I feel like Manny spoke about that last he year. He did, and, this, and it was and he was with regard to Dynamo because he played for them. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, whatever the talent is, you don't know the people you're you're working with. You have no rapport with them. You have no chemistry. You don't know when this guy's going to cut left or cut right. Well, and then just the morale of like, hey, you main guys suck, and we had to bring in somebody else. Right. Like, that's yeah. that hurts your insides. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. All right, Alex, you're number five. I have Sacramento as well. Okay. Um, I think they could be kind of a toss up. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do under a new manager. Yep. Um, you know, the one thing for them that was kind of a hallmark of how they played last year, I think they were tops in the league in like final third possession regains. So they were really, really high pressing team. We saw it in the playoffs. I mean, they were, once we took that lead, they were just relentless. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we were never able to get a foot back in that game. They kept a lot of their core intact. So if they stick to that same template, I think they're a very good, well drilled side. But who knows? Um, they brought in Carlton Belmar, who's yep. about as mercurial as players can come in this league. Um, but if you get grade A Carlton Belmar, he's a game changer. He's a reliable source of goals. Um, him alongside Cameron Awasa, who's just as steady as they come. They could be a very, very dangerous side. Or they could massively regress and kind of just have a throwaway year leading up to moving up to MLS. So I think Cameron Awasa is going to have an MVP caliber year. 
I think he's I think a great he's, player. he's going to carry that club. I think they're going to be one of the better clubs in the Western Conference. I have them pretty high up. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that the key for Sacramento last year um, in their success and the key for them this year will be their ability to control the midfield. They press so high. If you yeah. leave in space behind them, they are easy to get through. If those midfielders can come up and fill that space, they'll be very good. Uh, so I like that pick. I've got them a little higher, but I like it. I like it. My number five, I have San Diego Loyal. Um, I went back and forth with them. Uh, I had them, I think, as high as three at one point. I had them, I think, as low as seven at one point when I was putting this together. Um, I think Joe Greenspan is the best center back in the Western Conference. Uh, and it, uh, We've got some great ones in New Mexico, and I love them to death. Joe is just so talented, um, and I think he's going to carry that club. I think they're going to score goals, and I think they've built the team defensively despite that fact they can score a ton. Uh, they're going to be tough to compete with. Um, I, I, I'm really looking forward to that trip, not just because we get to take a vacation in San Diego, yeah. but because I am really excited for the way those two teams are going to match up. San Diego and New Mexico are going to be fun to watch against each other. I don't think they'll ever necessarily develop a rivalry, but I, I, I see those teams competing and being on a similar level for years to come. Yeah, so. well, and on, on Greenspan, I just think that's going to be a really, really good indicator of what David Najem was talking about, which is the East versus West kind of dichotomy and the difference in how the teams play. Well, you're taking a defensive stalwart, the defensive stalwart from the Eastern Conference, yep. and dropping them in a brand new team in the West. Yep. And I think that'll speak a lot to not only the differences, but potentially it'll expose how good Greenspan is. Is he everything he's touted to be, or is he going to look a little bit out of his, out of his depth? You never know. Joe um, Greenspan he, and Bradley Bourgeois. Two dominant defenders in the Eastern Conference. How are they going to do in the West? We'll tell you a lot about the difference between the two conferences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun to see. Yeah. All right, number four, Alex. I got Reno. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. A lot uh, of respect. Hi. Yeah, and yeah. I know, they, as you said, they've, they've lost some players. Um, but part of this is rooted in the fact that they're the only team who did the double over us last year. Yep. The only team who took all six points away from us. And, I mean, it was... I'm not going to say a robbery there, um, but like, what eighty something minute goal, incredible strike. It was I think Duke Lacroix had that just. It was Lacroix. Beautiful. Yeah, he and he and Suggsy had the matching thunder bastards from the fullbacks that game. Um, but we felt like we never got a sniff when they were here. Um, we got an early goal, and I was just I was so impressed with how disciplined they were. And one of the guys I always perceived as being critical to their success, Seth Kasibli didn't even play on that night. Yep. Um, they've still got Corey Herzog, who's great. They brought in Langsdorf, I believe, who's could be an, another really, really good compliment to him. And I don't know, there's just something about that team. Um, to me, they're of that uh, kind of an overachieving um, mold to what we talked about with Austin. They're not nearly as pragmatic, um, but they're still, they're still risk averse enough that they can they can put up more than sustainable results. And I just, yeah, I don't see him dropping off with, uh, we're, we're not going to be doing our predictions for MVP. Corey Hartzog is my MVP yeah. this year. Um, and it's not just because he scores, yeah. uh, it's because he controls the match. We, we talked does. about that a little bit earlier with a couple other players, but he controls the pace better than almost anybody in the Western conference. Uh, he distributes almost better than any, better than almost anybody in the Western conference. And he assists better than almost anybody in the Western conference. I love Corey Hartzog. He's a player who I would love to eventually bring to New Mexico. Yeah, if we can oh, yeah. make that happen. Uh, I, I, I don't, I have Reno much lower than you do, but yeah. I, I don't think it's an outrageous pick where you have him. Um, 
and if, if they can rely on Herzog uh, like they have in years past, they're going to be a good team. They always are. Corey Herzog, as Herzog goes, so goes Reno. Yeah. I think they're good. They think they're a good team. They are. They're absolutely a playoff team. All right. Uh, number four, Angie. Number four, I put Sacramento. Okay. Um, they, they, they like to flop and fall down a lot. I think it really <laughs> does good things You're for them. You're hating on Cameron Owasa. I know. Like, come on. Stop being such a drama queen. Well, and they don't, they don't support Jesus. having David Carl on the field. Uh, yeah, I learned that firsthand. Um, <laughs> yeah, too. that was... Uh, for those of you who aren't in on the loop on that one, uh, <laughs> last year we were playing against Sacramento at home, uh, and I was loud, capoing, yep. as I'm mm-hmm. supposed to do. It's my job. It's your job. Uh, and uh, some of the folks on the Sacramento coaching staff didn't take too kindly to that no. uh, and told uh, the officials at halftime that the capo was intimidating their players. Oh, my word. To which I respond... Fucking good. That's right. <laughs> you know, Dude. that's that's my job. Like, they you know, were not big wearing boys, the right? banana suit that day. <laughs> <They> <laughs> were not in the they would have been super intimidated. Yeah, if I was. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's like it, you're professional athletes. I shouldn't. I, I have a beer gut. Like, I shouldn't be intimidating you. Come on. They're big boys. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah. put on your big girl panties. Grow up. Like, play a real game, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number four, Jake. <laughs> I have United here. Okay. And they could be this. They could be the champs. And the, I, I think they're no lower than than that. The first five spots of the mm. of the top ten. Just Alex wah, mentioned wah. it before. The depth <laughs> of the team. There's not going to be the roller coaster lows this year. Injuries. The team will sustain. And I'm really excited. But I think they're top top three, top four, uh, as high as uh, the best in in the Western Conference. Uh, you and I agree on a lot of things on this. I also have New Mexico United at number four. Uh, I I think we agreed on Tulsa at ten. We agreed, I think, on San Antonio at seven or something like that. There's a couple that we've agreed on so far. Uh, New Mexico United at four. I think the the depth is is a huge huge boost to us this year. Um, and again, it's at every position, and I like even goalkeeper. You know, bring yeah. in Philip Beigel. That's a big get. Yeah, uh, Phillip, literally, Philip. He's he's huge, <laughs> but he's he's a, he's a hell of a player. Like defensively, bringing in guys like Kalen Ryden and David Najem, Andrew Tenari in the midfield is a sneaky, solid, quietly good signing. Yeah, he's going to be really good. And we've talked about the guys up top. Like, I mean, I, I'm very excited for what we can bring this year. We need to stay healthy. Um, you know, last year. Uh, we've talked about at length on this podcast and you guys all have listened to it so you know, but uh, the impact of the open cup, I wouldn't trade yeah. it for anything, but it did take a mental toll. It did take a physical <laughs> toll on this team. And I think if you talk to the players, they would tell you that yeah. doesn't mean they wouldn't want to do it again. And I'm sure they're going to try and make that same effort again this year to win the damn thing. Um, but having that depth makes a big deal. So let's make sure these guys stay healthy so that we continue to have that depth. Um, I'm excited for the the tactical flexibility that that depth provides, as we mentioned in formation, not just a 4-4-2, not just three at the back, whatever it may be, being able to mix it up depending upon who's healthy, depending upon who's playing well in training. Um, that You can't quantify that. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very excited for what this brings this year. And to go from a 10 seed to a 4 seed is pretty damn good. No. For those listening at home, RJ was doing a thumbs down when David mentioned the Open Cup. He just he just <laughs> talked consistent. to me. He just talked to me in my ear. He said, "So you agree with me?" Oh god! Wow, I don't I don't like having him on the other side of glass where he has sound effects. No, no. It's not yeah. good. Uh, I do not agree with you. I did not, it's, it's the beer. He just held up his beer can. Uh, I do not agree with you. I would not trade that Open Cup run for anything. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on uh, from RJ giving me crap, uh, your number three team. Alex Mansfield. I got San Antonio here. Okay. Um, which could be a massive overachievement. Um, I don't I don't think that's crazy. I just I my thing, I I struggle to move past Pirano. I think mm-hmm. he's 
I think he's maybe got one more year in this league. I think I've I've seldom seen a player that that talented at that age, so quick, that yeah. composed. Um, and then they brought in uh, Luis Solanyak, mm-hmm. a pedigreed striker, to go along with him. Um, and I feel like those two, in their own right, could almost single handedly run the Western Conference. They're gonna they're gonna win them a lot of games. They're gonna make it, so they don't have to be overly resilient at the back, which. I don't notice that, that that's ever necessarily been their strong suit, but I think it's going to take a lot of pressure off any need to be super, super robust at the back. And those, you know, who knows if Solignac hits a ground running or not, but Pirano showed toward the end of the last season that he has all the makings, not just be a potential young player of the year, but he could even throw his name in the in the MVP race as far as I'm concerned. They're going to win a lot of matches 5-4. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, honestly, I think every every match of them is going to be a track meet. Uh, and when I say track meet, I don't just mean in the fact that you're scoring goals. I mean physically and speed. Yeah. Uh, if, if you can keep up with them, you have a chance. If you can't, you're in trouble. Uh, that team is so speed reliant and so goal scoring reliant. Uh, they kind of threw defense to the wind this offseason. Um so I'm excited to see they're going to be fun to play against. Uh, I'm interested to see how we match up against them because yeah. we have those spark plugs. Uh, we're not a necessarily a speed-based team, but we have the ability to be fast. And I, I, I'm interested to see how Troy will adjust his tactics when we play them, yeah. uh, particularly in their house where things did not go well last year. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're very speed-dominant. And, again, I think they'll be an interesting team to, to watch this year. Angie? All right, we're going with number three. Number three. Number three, I picked LA Galaxy 2. Wow. I feel like that ability to draw on the MLS team mm. really helps these teams out, and oh. it really bugs me. Sure. But whatevs, I mean, you know, if you can't get the talent on your actual team, yeah. might as well draw down from the <laughs> upper team. <laughs> hey, we. Uh, so I was on the USL show this past week, and we spent 20 minutes talking about LA Galaxy 2, which I think is the most time anybody's ever spent ever. talking about LA Galaxy yeah. 2 since 2015 when they were competing for a title. That's right. Um, so yeah, uh, I think uh, I think I've, I've got LA pretty low as well. I've got them pretty close to RGV. Um, but uh, but you never know. Those two teams, you never know what they can draw down from the MLS club. Yeah. Um, I, I frankly, I haven't researched LA Galaxy two too much. I, you know, no, I feel right. like I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my my knowledge of the of the Western Conference. I don't I don't know shit about LA Galaxy two. I'm gonna be real honest. <laughs> no, and, and we won't for a while. Yeah, I mean that's the same for most of the clubs we've been talking about tonight. For me, <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of your depth of knowledge, Mr. Gutierrez, your number three team, Orange County. Okay, I, Orange County's. I do know that they've been. I think uh, runners up two years ago. Um, they won. Well, they were they were the one seed two years ago. They were the two seed. Was it two uh, th- two or three last two last year? I think, I think they, they were. Were they two? I know they, they were they they were the one seed overall two years ago yeah. and lost to Phoenix in the Western Conference Final. Okay, I thought they were two last year, but I may be wrong on that. I don't recall. Yeah, I can't remember. What they, I know I know they were top four for sure. Yeah, I think the relationship with Rangers is an interesting. They're utilizing it. They are. Yeah, yeah they really they are. Of, they get to shop at a market and pluck items off the shelf that other teams don't get to to choose from. And yeah. I guess that depends on your valuation of those items and sure. whether you think that those are, are valuable. But I think that if they integrate those guys with the club and, and it could be a, a, a really kind of a, a nice thing that other teams don't get. They just don't have that. Yeah. And so I think Orange County could be very dangerous this year. The Scottish Premier League is a damn good league. Uh, it is. And they're the second best team in that league. Uh, you know, this is a league where a player like Kieran Tierney, who is now the starting left back for Arsenal, just came out of, you know, uh, and say what you want about Arsenal, make your jokes. That's fine. But I mean, it, it shows you the level of talent that, as you mentioned, Orange County has the ability to not necessarily pick and choose, but they get some options, which is really nice. Uh, 
No other club has an affiliation quite like that. Phoenix has Galatasaray, but they don't really utilize it. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think they're a damn good team, um, and the ability to draw on a team like Rangers is unparalleled in, in the USL Championship. So I think it's a good pick. Uh, my number three, uh, Phoenix Rising. I like it. Wow. <laughs> hipster uh, pick. What's that? That's it. It's a good hipster pick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a pick that'll get people riled up. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, the thing is, uh, we play as a collective, and they play as individuals. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's get that going again. Hashtag. Uh, <laughs> um, so no, it's. Uh, I I think that they signed a lot of players in number. They signed a couple good players. Santimar is a good player. We all know that. Yeah. They lost a lot. Solo Asante is a year older. Junior Flemings is a year older. He may be a year better because I think he's kind of entering his prime. I don't know that Rick Chance has the magic uh, that he had last year. I think I think they're a good team. Obviously, a three seed's a very good team. I have them ranked again ahead of my own club. Uh, I don't think they are the best team in the Western Conference. I think they drop off a little bit this year. And then when the playoffs roll around, they'll compete for a title. They will. I mean, I, I, I can't tell, say that they won't. But I don't think they're as good as they were last year. I think they're going to struggle to score goals. I think that Santi Moore has had a really great preseason, a fantastic preseason. I frankly don't know that he's going to be a starter all year. I really don't. Yeah. I don't uh, know how we'd cope with that. Yeah. And, and, and not that he would ever be an issue in the locker room. I don't see that from Santi. No. Uh, but I just I don't know that this team will necessarily gel. I think they've tried to patch some holes with numbers as opposed to necessarily quality of player. Um, they're a damn good team, and if they were the number one seed overall and they only lost one or two matches all year, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I've got them at the three, and I, I feel pretty good about that. Feels high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't, have them in the, you don't have them in the playoffs at all, no, is what you're saying. Yeah, he has them right. in the Eastern Conference, actually. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. All right, uh, let's move on to our number twos. Angie, we'll start with you. I put Phoenix in at number two. Okay, I yeah. think that's a good spot for Yeah, them. it really hurt my feelings that Santi went over there. Mm-hmm. I, I unfollowed him on Instagram because I was super <laughs> mad about that's, it. That's the worst thing you can I do. Yeah. Yeah. But like if I saw him in person, I would still hug him because I still love him. I but, saw him the other day and yeah. I, I, gave, I gave him a hug. I did. Let's see. But yeah, I unfollowed him on Instagram. <laughs> Take that, Santi. Yeah. That's with right. your stupid travel Sorry, videos <laughs> that we all loved until you left. I know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I loved until he went to Phoenix. That's he could have right. gone anywhere else and I would have loved him just as much. Yeah. yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, I know. Goddamn. Yeah, the, the, wound's, the wound's deep. Jake, you're number two. Reno. Okay. And maybe it's recency bias, though, but I remember mm. the, the defeats. And uh, Herzogo, that, he was. I love that guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a machine. And, and uh, I think... Yeah, they they just seemed really tough. Even in the playoffs, I, they were kind of my pick after we were excused. And um, I, I see no reason to believe that they're going to take uh, too far a step back. And looking at the list, I, uh, that was a team that looked the strongest to me. So, you know. All right. You're number two, Alex. I got Phoenix as well. Okay. Um, you've listed many of the reasons. I And it's not it's not a tongue-in-cheek shot at the whole collective thing. Um, sure. I don't know enough about Rick Schantz's system to know what he's aspiring to do but i agree you look at the players he's brought in and it doesn't to me fit the template of what he did last year it could mean he's evolving as a coach and if that's the case look out better watch out yeah Yeah. um but it could just as easily be a lot of square pegs for a lot of round holes um you know it took a lot of good players schweitzer i think was one of colorado's better midfielders not that colorado was a great team but that's an important position in any side schweitzer was great there barnby was great in san antonio how do you replace adam john yeah come on yeah adam john who's now 
potentially the starting for forward Inter for Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, he's he's uh, the potential number one forward for Atlanta. Sorry, United. Atlanta yeah, United. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that's a tough one to replace. Although, Dadashov scares me. Dadashov scares scares the life out of me. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about that in a second. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we are now to our number one seed. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Jake. Who you got up top? I listed nine teams, and I am not <laughs> listing a tenth. I pass now. Yeah, I purposely <laughs> left Phoenix off. They're going to be in the top somewhere for sure. I, I agree with all the things you guys said. Um, we're going to miss Santi, but he's not going to get his. He's not going to play three thousand minutes again, and he's not going to be loved like he was here. He's That's not, right. And, yeah, Phoenix isn't going to love him as much as we loved him. They, they did lose a couple players to the MLS. They sad. lost John, and they lost Santi. Will he'll he'll play a role, but he's not going to get those minutes. Yeah, I think a lot of that, um, the weight, the scoring weight's going to fall into Santi again. Yep, and if the burden becomes too heavy he'll fall over um, <laughs> but yeah phoenix is in there but i i didn't list them i did nine teams that's i like fair. that i wish that. i would have well that. that's fair um <laughs> if santi were to come back next year how would you guys uh, feel about that i would I'm, i just don't know that i, I don't think he will I don't, I don't think he will yeah i think it's I'm one fine and with that he's he's he, I have no ill will. It's towards not going to be the same love. <laughs> it's a, he, he, I'm sure he got an offer that hopefully Couldn't improved refuse. his quality of life. I'm a happy bit. for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sad that he went yeah. to Phoenix. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. for him. Yeah. 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 I guess it, for me, it depends on the circumstances of him coming back. Mm. Yeah. If he bombed out in Phoenix and, and came back like we were back. a rebound, I, yeah. I don't know how I'd feel. If he tore it up in Phoenix... And then we bought and then wanted to come dollar. back here. Yeah, yeah. we we did something with this project that turned his head even more. Yeah, I think, I guess, in, in that sense, it would speak more to the merits of what we're doing here, which would make it just fine by me. I've I've I have nothing but love for Santi. I will. But if yeah. if he tore it up in Phoenix and wanted to come back. Angie, would you follow him on Instagram again? That's I like, would uh, re-follow yeah. him if it was like, well he's all, oh my God, him. I loved you guys and you guys did amazing <laughs> and I'd like to come back. I'd be like, follow Santi. So R- <laughs> RJ just said in my ear and I'm inclined to agree with him. The Western Conference figured him out. You know, he, he's, he's got the one move. He cuts yeah. in right. He yeah, cuts yeah. in right. He gets to the top of the box and he cuts in right and nobody figured out for the first five or six games. But after that, yeah, he had his they, number. They figured it out. Yeah, man. yeah. nobody knows that better than our guys now. Yeah, yeah. I have to say when we all saw Mondo on the left. Yeah, and he used his left leg. We were what's that? Yeah, kind of silly yeah. to say, but yeah. it, was, it was just a wait. Cool. You can use both feet out there. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. What? No disrespect. Santi. Yeah, you know it was interesting though. A little bit in preseason. Yeah, I know. I saw, saw Santi on the right. Yeah, quite a bit. And like you said, he pains me to say it. He looked really good there. <laughs> the way I saw this one, I don't remember who they were playing in preseason, but it was a closed door friendly, but they had some video of it and their right back. I don't remember who was playing right back at the time, sent this long ball cross pitch. Was, Santi was playing on the left at the time. Uh, and Santi, just the way he caressed and handled that yep. ball was just like, oh shit, he's going to be good. I yeah, know. He learned it. new skills. Yeah. Yeah. Practice in the off season. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We are on number one for you, Angie. All right. I went tried and true United fan. Number one United. Nice. <laughs> Let's right. do it. Nice. No bias. I know. No, none at all. No. Like I'm for everybody. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, uh, we've, we've talked at length about what we, what we yeah. expect from them this year and, um, I expect big things. Yeah, yeah. We all do. We all want to see that defense more. Mm-hmm. 
Juan Pablo Guzman, you do your thing. I think Juan yeah. can be the best. The, El metronomo. He's already the best. He can, like, I think he can be the best midfielder on this team. I really yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So he's I mean, our favorite, right? I love Juan. That's great. <laughs> All right, Alex, you're you're one seed. I got Orange County. Yeah. Um, largely, kind of getting the get, getting the band back together. They brought back Okoli. They brought back uh, Anna Voldson, and we saw Justin that small stint that he had with Sacramento at the end of last year that. He's a game changer on his own, let alone the chemistry that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as you mentioned, the partnership with Rangers, they've brought in some very, very good players. Um, I'm not going to pretend to be familiar with them, but Rob Kiernan, um, who they brought in as part of that. The guy's 28 years old in his prime, and he's got experience in the championship in England. I mean, that's him alongside Michael Orozco. That's that's the defense sorted if they stay healthy. And I spoke about my admiration for Kasipli from, from Reno. He's moved in there as well. Um, that is a wildly creative attack. That's an incredibly robust defense. That's a team that has a lot of experience competing for competing for hardware, competing for top honors. And I think they I think they edge out Phoenix on on mentality and metal alone. Yeah. I think uh Enev Olsen is a fantastic player. We saw what he could do last year. Okoli for me is the signing of the offseason in the league. Yeah. He's a former MVP. He just fits there. He knows he knows how they play there. Uh, Orange County is my number one seed as well. Um, I, I I foresee them kind of dominating the Western Conference, much in the way that that Phoenix did last year. Um, I, I think that they are going to have a chip on their shoulder, something to prove in their final year. They want to have going to MLS with some momentum, and the signings they made in the offseason prove that. Um, I think they're the best team in. In the Western Conference, maybe in the league, uh, it's going to be them in Loose City, in my opinion. Phoenix will be up there too, obviously. Um, I, I really like what Orange County's done this year, and I, I'm terrified for what they can do to the Western Conference. So there we go: two Orange Counties, one New Mexico, and one no team nobody. In the top. <laughs> That's right, one nobody. Nobody will win in the division. That's right. All right, so let's. We've got our standings there. Let's move on to our Golden Boot winner. So for those of you who are unaware, Golden Boot. Most goals in the league. Angie, who's your golden boot winner? <sighs> say Chris Weehan. I'm going to say, say Chris Weehan. I was just like, kidding. Who doesn't cool. even? Yeah. No. <laughs> I did put freaking Asante in. Solo? Okay. Yeah. I, you know, that's, a, that's a fair pick. That's a fair pick. Really, one last year. I know. He did, and that's the only reason why I picked him. But I have big hopes for um, Romeo Parks. Yeah. Like, I feel like he can really take it on. We'll see what happens. Who even freaking knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, with, with Romeo, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what we'll yeah. see from him this year. In that his second stint in Pittsburgh didn't go so well. No, you know, when yeah. he came back around, it didn't go so well. And then he went out to Sligo uh, Rovers out there in the Irish League and played really well as the fourth top scorer in that league, which is a solid league. You know, it's it's not it's not a it's not a Premiership, it's not a La Liga, but it's a, it's a good league, and to be the fourth top scorer in it is impressive. So I'm really excited to see what he can do here. He had a good preseason, scored a couple goals. Um, I am, I am excited to see what Romeo can do uh, with a rabid fan base that supports and loves him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like I like the shout for Romeo. I think Asante is probably a good pick. I can't wait to hear from the players like after they've been playing for us a couple games. The yeah. new guys, like, what is it like to be with this fan base? I was, versus... talking, I was talking to Peter Trevisani yeah. uh, the other day, um, you know, and I was saying for that first home match against El Paso, I'll be out there capping, right? The thing I'm going to focus on, the thing I'm most excited about of that game, is watching when the players come out of the tunnel and seeing the first-time players. Yeah, yeah. watching their eyes. Yeah, yep. just seeing like, oh my god, what? This is crazy. Yeah. And like, they know it's coming. Mm-hmm. They've seen it on TV. They've seen yeah. it on social media. 
but I don't think there's anything like being there. Right. And I'm really excited to see what Andrew Chinari's face is going to look like. And I'm really excited to see what Romeo Parks' face is going to look like and Wasn't see how that, they react to that. Yeah. One of Kalen, I mean, Kalen's wife said that was one of the reasons why he wanted to come here was that he was just so excited. So yeah, Peter, where's my, where's my check for that? You know, Kalen Ryan's right. here because of the curse. Yeah, because yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Come on. That's right. Come on. All I right. remember. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Jake. Your I'm going to back Angie's play, and I think Solo is going to... He what, he netted 22 last year, and he had Adam John behind him with... Nine of them were penalties. Just throwing that yeah, out. Yeah, it's true. He's very yeah. good at the art of the dive. Though, yes. So, and, yes, yes. And agrees. Is, thumbs down. a skill. But uh, with John, good 17 goals gone, there is going to be... Um, they got to go somewhere. And they're still, they're still going to score a lot of goals. So yeah. even though I completely pretended they don't exist in my top 10 teams, <laughs> um, I think he's he's pretty fair bet to, to net the most goals this year. All right. That's a good bet. Alex? Um, well, I spoke about him earlier. Uh, watching Dadashov in preseason yeah. against a lot of MLS teams, and of course, these it was preseason form. Um, the guy just looks like an absolute battering ram. And you look at the amount of possession the Phoenix are likely to have. You look at the guys who are going to be providing service to him. Asante among them. But Asante can put a ball on a dime when he needs yeah. to. That's you've got Fleming's, and that's just from open play. You've got probably the best set piece deliverer in the Western Conference in Bacaro. And I just think I could easily see him getting 30-plus goals, in all honesty. Um, I don't know if his role is going to be if his role is going to be more nuanced than that, if he's going to ask to do a little bit more of the hold-up play. Um, but watching the way that guy dominated a lot of really, really big men in preseason, a lot of really big MLS-caliber defenders, um, puts the fear of God in me. And if he can stay healthy, he's, I think he's going to be formidable. I think he can, I think he can walk this league. You guys are all picking these Western conference, specifically Phoenix rising guys. <laughs> I'm okay with the Western conference part of it. I'm not okay with the Phoenix rising. Right. My guys out of the East, okay. Mario Williams. Yeah. Uh, I think Miami's going to be really good. Excuse me. The Miami the. is going to be very the. good. Um, yeah. I think they're going to be one of the top two to three teams in the Eastern conference, um, alongside loose city. Um, and coming out of some MLS experience with Columbus, uh, when he played with the battery here in the USL, he was freaking dominant. I think he had like 22 goals. Um, Romario Williams is going to come into this league and dominate it. It's going to be between him and Corey Herzog for the MVP, in my opinion. Um, if Miami somehow gets the one seed in the East, he is your MVP bar none. Uh, they, he will carry them to it. They have a lot of good players. Romario Williams, in my opinion, is, is one of the best players in the Eastern Conference, and I am very excited to see what he can do over there. So that's my that's my golden boot winner. Um, your New Mexico United player who will most surprise this year, Mr. Mansfield. Um, I'm, I'm going all in on Sam Hamilton, and the main reason being that the addition of Kalen Ryden puts him into midfield predominantly, and he was an admirable kind of deputy, especially in the Open Cup run when Rosh was hurt last year. I mean, hell, he he played alongside Schmidt and got us as far as, as we did. Um, but I look back to that Phoenix game at home in particular, and that is, to me, the single most complete performance that anybody in a United shirt had last year. Yep. And that is his natural, that is his natural role. That's where he thrives. I think you said you think... Juan Pablo Guzman could be one of the best midfielders in the league. I wholeheartedly agree, but I think Sam Hamilton could be one of the most complete midfielders in the league, and I expect him to be our anchor there more often than not. Um, and yeah, I just got tremendously high hopes, and he's got the he's got the talent, he's got the work ethic, and now he has the opportunity to hopefully play a continual part where he's most comfortable. 
So I know I've been going fourth, but I'm going to go second right now because mine is also Sam Hamilton. Um, he is playing, hopefully, in... He, he was he was admirable and fantastic uh, playing defensively last year, but he is going to hopefully be playing in his natural position this year. Um, he is a guy who can dominate on the ball. He's a guy who can control pace. He's a guy who can clear it out when he needs to. He can move the ball himself into pace into space when he needs to. Uh, he's sneaky fast for a guy his size. Um, an underrated player last year again, who was forced to play a, a little bit out of position a lot of the time. Um, I, I am so excited for what Sam will be able to do this year again with the addition of Kalen Ryden, with us having those center backs who, between Ryden and Rush and Schmidt, um, if they can stay healthy and Sam can play in that defensive midfield position, the sky's the limit for him. I'm, I'm so excited for what he's going to do this year. And so maybe it wasn't such a surprising player after yeah. all if we're yeah, both picking yeah. him, but uh, I, I, I am pumped for what Sam uh, can potentially do this year. Angie? So I'm really all in on the new players. I can't wait to see what Sammy, the surgeon, Sergi does. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna, I want to start it. Yeah. I just, I, I love that he's from college. Nobody knows what he's got. And I, I have high hopes for him. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I just feel like Sammy's good that player. fresh. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got something to prove. I love that got to prove something. Three yeah. goals, he's three goals in two games there to start. Yeah. Yeah, the, guy, the guy never seems to miss the net. I yeah. mean, he's always, he's not always going to score, but he's one of those guys who always tests the keeper. And that's, that's, uh-huh. that's something we definitely missed last year. Yeah. If he's in position, he'll put it on net yeah. every time. Every time. So yeah, I think it's a good shot. I like that a lot. All right, Jake. This was a tough one. I waffled a bit on this one. Um, Sully Muhammad was the first person who came to, to my mind, but he was excellent last year. And so yeah. my yes. expectations are already pretty high. And then uh, Ben Bury, he he got such oh, few Bury. opportunities and he got thrown into the fire against Phoenix uh, and the great team. And I think he acquitted himself really well. He played really well. He did. It was, yeah. a, it was a tough six minutes. Yeah. I think yeah. he's going to get more time this year. And I think Ben is really going to open some eyes to people. Um, but also Joris. I really want to same. Yeah, I, I was intrigued because in the preseason we had these friendlies and what information would trickle out was so little. We were lucky if we got a goal. Right. And his name we didn't hear much about. And I, he was, uh, I know he's a super draft pick and didn't stick. And we were lucky to nab him. And he's the guy I want to know. I'm, I'm human tweeting that I would love him to be on the curse cast. <laughs> yeah. I want. I want to get him on. I want to know about him. So I agree. Um, he's my uh, my. I have. Maybe I have some high expectations. Or I'm, I'm excited. More. That's yeah. a good shout. I like yeah. that a lot. I like that. Okay. I think that's our predictions. Uh, we are done pretending to be experts. That's right. Thank God. And I want to thank you guys for coming on the Curse Cast. Did you have fun? Yeah, that was an absolute blast, man. All right. We'll yeah. do, have to do it again sometime. We're going to yes, do sir. this roundtable every once in a while. Bring on some additional hosts slash guests. I think it's it's a fun way to get more people involved. So uh, until next time, see if you guys know this. Somos Unidos. Oh, come on, you do the thing! How do we end every episode? Come on! Waiting for the band to kick in. Yeah, oh, yeah the noms, right? We gotta get them in. They're added in post production. But, alright, alright, RJ. We are united. There it is, there it is. Alright, RJ, Good we're job. just gonna end this. RJ, until next time, Somos Unidos. We are united. For the taking, the earth is shaking from that groovy quaking. Coming out of this guitar, and, and the beat goes on and on and on. Day to night